Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Raising Saints, an AM820 production designed for parents who desire to raise the saints in their life. And now, Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt. Hello and welcome to Raising Saints, the show for Catholic parents. I'm your host, Katie Wyatt, and you are listening to AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Here on Raising Saints, we talk to teenagers about the topics that matter most, and we invite you, parents, to listen in on our conversations. And we hope and pray that in joining us, you'll gain wisdom, insight, maybe even the courage you need to have these conversations with your own Catholic teenagers. There's a Christian contemporary song by Casting Crowns called Slow Fade, and it's about how sin just slowly creeps into our lives, and sometimes we don't even notice how Little things lead to bigger things until we're in over our heads. So today I want to talk about that slow fade. I think it, I think it applies to many of us, to most of us. I want to talk about how to recognize it and how to avoid it. So here to have this discussion with me today are Katie. Hello, Katie. Hello. Who is a student at uh, Columbus School for Girls and goes to church at Church of the Resurrection. And Joey... Hello. Hey, Joey. Joey goes to Church of the Resurrection and uh, New Albany High School. And Matthew, Hi. also Church of the Resurrection and um, New Albany High School. So thank you guys for being here. Uh, this song, Slow Fade by Casting Crowns, it starts out, Be careful, little eyes, what you see. It's a second glance that ties your hands as darkness pulls the strings. And I wanted to read Proverbs 4.25. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your glance be directly forward. So in your experience, in your lives, in your culture, among your peers, what are the things that we see that can lead us into darkness? Visual images or, um, yeah, just what are the things we see? I think the main thing is that can kind of encompass it all is there's the idea of like the cool kids and there's this certain image we have of they're like the ones who are they're kind of the troublemakers a lot of the time. So they're the ones out drinking and partying and all the things that we know as Catholics that we probably shouldn't be doing. And that, but there's that image of the cool kids that everybody kind of wants to be in high school. Like even if they won't admit it, I think like everybody's had that. Like they want to be one of those kids, and so it's. I think that's one of the big things as a teenager that's pulling us. And Katie, do you have to visually see that, see the drinking and the partying and all that? Or you just, just, you see the people who you know do that and it's it's enough of a visual image. You see the people and you hear all about their weekend when you're sitting in like a common area. It's that kind of thing. Okay. What are some other examples of how images can shape our hearts and our morals? I always think about like... (laughs) Like, sometimes I'll take my little sister to the grocery store, and they have those magazines about, like, how to improve your sex life, things like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is this, like, seriously, like, want, like the public wants to not even see, but, like, like read? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would definitely say that that's something that, uh, like, even from a young age that people are exposed to, and I think that is a problem. Those are always, like, right at eye level yeah, with exactly. your little sister. I, I She's like, Matthew, what does this mean? <laughs> yeah. She can't quite read, so I haven't had to uh, deal <laughs> with that. Explain that, yeah. It's, <laughs> What about you, Joey? What are some of the images you think that can lead us into darkness? <clears throat> um, kind of along the lines with what Matthew said. I actually have a similar situation with an eight-year-old sister, but um, media and 
like TV shows and movies, um, the me- similar messages that they send um, to their audiences about how to live your life. Um, kind of have to <laughs> mute the TV when when my sister comes around when certain things are on. So, um, yeah, stuff like that. Do you see things differently when your little sisters are around? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how a parent feels all the time. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. Um, for me personally, like I can see things like if I'm watching a TV show that the content is not appropriate, but if it's well played, if it's funny, you know, if it's clever, if it's the acting is good, the comedic timing is good. I can sort of ignore the immorality of it. it I think that, it's kind of a tool that Satan uses to make us forget that what we're watching is not appropriate and not help forming our hearts, you know, for the Lord. Um, but I'm, I really fall victim to that, to humor masking immorality. I don't know. Does, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Do you yeah. have that experience? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, definitely. yeah. Um, I did a project in school on derogatory comedy and, and involving racism specifically and. um, a show called Key and Peele, and there was a skit about a uh, slave auction. And these guys, Key and Peele, they, they run the show, and they're absolutely hilarious, but they're dealing with something that, like slavery, which shouldn't be joked about. But, I mean, they're witty, they're funny, and it's entertaining to watch them um, <laughs> interact with one another and go go on these comedy skits. So, like, um, and that can be done with anything. The fact that uh, comedy is entertaining, it can mask the severity of what you're joking about i think that's why cards against humanity is so popular because the game is legitimately supposed to be offensive but it's so funny when you play it that everybody's okay with it explain a little bit as as succinctly and um (laughs) cleanly as you can what cards against humanity is katie um cards against humanity is the goal is for it to be an inappropriate game of apples to apples which basically there's a black card that has like a prompt on it and everybody has white cards in their hand that generally have terrible things on them like um, like one card is just black people and there's other cards like that are just completely inappropriate and absurd that you have to put down to make the funniest combination with the black card and the white card. And, it's, and, and and your goal is to make it inappropriately it's as hilarious. inappropriate as yeah. possible. Yeah. So this is a perfect example of this slow fade, mm-hmm. right? It's awful. You're laughing at something like slavery, you know? Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait, why am I laughing at that, you know? And, and what am I really laughing at, you know? And then you have to take a step back and say, <laughs> that's not funny. <laughs> I mean, why? Okay. Um, the, there's a, the next line of the song is be careful little ears what you hear. And Proverbs 4.20, my son, to my words be attentive, to my sayings incline your ear. So how can what we hear, we've talked about what we can see and visualize that can sort of lead us into that slow fade. What are some things we can hear that can lead us sort of down that path of temptation where before we know it, we're in deep or deeper than we should be? Turn on the radio. Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously not Catholic radio. Of course not. <laughs> but uh, a lot of like the, those top fifty songs. Like, I mean, it's not even subtle anymore. It used to be, and it's like they won't they won't like uh, uh, like censor swear words, but they censor God in one song. And I was like, like, come on, stuff, <gasps> stuff like that. Is that for real? Yeah, they like if it wasn't God, like 
taken in no, vain. No, no. Obviously. Believe, yeah, I don't believe so. But they'll, I mean, they'll censor the weirdest things. Yeah. So I just, it's kind of like censorship, and uh, just like like so that censorship, I think, is definitely something, and it's like censoring towards what the media wants us to hear, which is like in turn like that, that into darkness step that we've been talking about. Okay. I and even like. There's the general inappropriateness of music, but there was one summer that I was listening to the alternative station in Columbus, and the the three of the most popular songs, one of them was called Unbelievers, which was about not believing in any faith. One of them was Sacrilege, which is pretty self-explanatory, and the other one was Modern Jesus, which is like, I don't need Jesus. And I'm like, why are these songs so popular? It really made me angry, because I normally like liked most of the music on the station. Like I used to, I like generally thought it wasn't as bad, but was making me really angry every time one of those songs came on like it's cool for that like that was like a genre in itself but that is awesome that it made you angry not yeah. like you weren't like oh this is catchy music they and were so- really catchy songs yeah, it was yeah, such yeah, a yeah, problem yeah. Yeah. That's, it's like humor with the mm-hmm. sitcom yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know what not even the music on the radio some of the morning programs oh my gosh are the morning kidding? programs are- what are we talking about so here? my car does this thing where there's only two stations it will play if i have the um rear defroster on and <laughs> <laughs> And one of them is NPR, and the other one is one of the um, pop stations. And so sometimes, in NPR, I generally am okay with listening to, but in the morning, the world news is just sometimes a little too dark. So I would end up listening to the pop station with the terrible talk radio, and I would just like just get slowly angrier and angrier. With- Why didn't you just turn off your radio? Because that's so boring. Or turn off your defroster. Yeah. Well, I, I need the defroster. <laughs> Anything other than music or radio that we can hear before we know it, we're in deeper than we want to be? I was thinking about gossip. Oh, gossip. Yep. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Is that a guy? Go- do, do you guys do that? Or Yeah, I think you do it and you pretend like it's not what you're doing. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess. Well, going to an all-girls school, um, gossip is extremely prevalent. Um and it's not even like behind the back. It's like everybody if if there is some sort of gossip, I guarantee everybody in the upper school will know about it before the end of the next class period. And so Wait, like, how does that happen? You're in class. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like you'll be walking down the hallway. The best example, this wasn't inappropriate, but one of our teachers got engaged and I happened to be the first one to hear about it. I told one person in, in our commons area and everybody knew within twenty minutes and it was right before school started. It was Crazy. I don't know how things get around so fast, but like gossip is terrible. So you'll hear things and 90% of it isn't even going to be true. So like, Mm -hmm. but so you'll hear all these terrible things about people or and it's awful. And you're like, I don't want to be hearing it. And then you'll go and spread it. Just. Okay. That leads me to my next point (laughs) that then you go and spread it because the next line in the song is be careful, little lips, what you say. And Proverbs 424 put away from you dishonest talk deceitful speech put far away from you so what are the things that we say or the conversations we engage in or the i mean how do we how does our speech lead us down paths we're not where we're not supposed to go other than gossip or or you can elaborate on gossip i don't know i was gonna say like i think the biggest point that katie made was that 90 percent of it isn't true and the more that we concern ourselves with lies, I think that the more that we step into darkness. 
which leads us into lies as a as one yeah. of the ways we speak, you know. And how does that happen? Like, what are the reasons we lie? It seems easier at the time, a lot of the time. Okay. Like, it seems easier to, silly example, but just, like, tell a teacher your computer crashed instead of admit that you just didn't write your paper the night before. (laughs) (laughs) If any of Katie's teachers are listening, she has never done that. Your five-page senior paper. (laughs) Well, at this point, my computer's four years old and would actually crash in the next 24 hours. I'm oh, just praying okay. it doesn't. Okay. <laughs> but, no. It's, it seems easier when you know you're still going to have to write the paper. Why, like, and you're still probably going to get points off, even if your computer did crash. But right. why do you have to tell your teacher your computer crashed? And then you just get tangled up. And that's, like, a less serious lie than some. But, like, it was just one example. It's it seems easier at the time, or I don't know. Um, we were just talking about how I always have something to say, and so if there, if I'm in a conversation and I legitimately have nothing to say, I get in the habit of making something up. Oh, this is good to know. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> oh, I, I don't do it when it comes to like cars or high school sports. It's two topics that we've learned I know way too many much about. But like, I'll notice at school if it's something I have no idea about, I'll like I'll just like throw something in there that. Can, completely has i have no background in and it just seems like i need to be saying something so i don't think you're alone in that though because yeah. y- you agree with that, I've done that yeah you have yeah you just kind of want to be included in the conversation so you, and then somebody's like oh where'd you hear that i was like you know i just made it up you haven't heard it before <laughs> common knowledge <laughs> also i think that all three of you are in like academically rigorous settings where if people are talking about things like there's just this intellectual competition going on all the time yes is is that right am i right about that you might feel like joey's like nope i don't do that no there is oh okay (laughs) you feel like you have something you have to contribute what about um there's one that we're not saying that i'm going to try to get you guys to get to another way that our speech does not glorify god or does not lead us down the right path you guys must none of you must swear ever oh i try really hard like i won't even say the word stupid really i won't even say the word stupid that's I, stupid you just did twice no, well okay kidding. but like i won't like <laughs> <laughs> i use the word silly instead because i think stupid is a harsh word that's good so you're you specifically tend to your language yeah i mean i if you asked me two years ago it wouldn't be the same case but what what changed your mind? Like, what changed your course? Um, I started working at a summer camp with a lot of little kids ah. and realized how bad I actually was. And then um, peer ministry at church, and I realized how bad I was um, when I was supposed to be a role model. And so, I mean, there are, I do slip up. But, and especially if I'm around the type of people who swear a lot, I'll mm-hmm. definitely swear more. Or, like, if I'm in a group chat where everybody else is swearing, I will, like, uh, like I'll say something. But, and I think it's something, like, that all, a lot of, especially, like, teenagers just have a problem with. Especially, like, I remember in middle school when swearing, like, was a thing that, like, everybody had just started doing. And, like, like it was so testing cool. Testing the boundaries. Yeah. yeah. What about you guys, Joey or Matthew? Tell me about your tell me uh, about your swearing habits well, while your parents listen on. Um, I'm definitely I, I definitely tried not to when I saw the massive dedication that went into our spread the word to end the word uh, campaign at mm-hmm. our school. 
I I never like I like I didn't really say like like something's like retarded, but um like when I I definitely like when I saw that I was like I you know this is something I need to change because there are people like kids just like me that are you know dedicating massive amounts of times and like even organizing like events for uh the the special like Olympics and things like that like this seeing that massive dedication at my school was something that I was just like you know this is something that I can get behind and so I just kind of started to uh, change my way of speaking and, and so that affected just like swearing in general or language in general yeah, for, for me you. it did okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Anything to add, Joey? Or would you like to just remain silent on this issue? Um, I don't have... I mean, I could tell you my... How I how I talk. I mean, I could tell you how I don't, I don't swear. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I could tell you the list of words I <laughs> no, use regularly. No, no, no. <laughs> and I was no. going to say, get the buzzer ready, Dave. <laughs> okay. Um, so sometimes it's just like little things right that lead us into kind of deeper darker places yeah. is that mm-hmm. so because this is a show for parents I, I need to affirm parents here have you ever felt like or do you ever feel like your parents are just worrying about silly things and hovering about like like yeah yeah do you want to give any examples matthew uh my grad party uh okay my mom is just worrying about all this like little stuff uh, that, and she's so worried about it. And it's just like, <laughs> no, I mean, okay. I mean, <laughs> sorry. Now that we've totally called your mom out on your grad party. It's going to be a awesome. great job. It's going to be awesome. Matt's mom. Um, but about things that you're doing that she's like harping on you for, or your, or your parents are like, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. And you're like sh- TV shows you're watching or the way you're acting around your little siblings or do your, your parents don't harp um <laughs> my definitely did um at this point i think my mom sees that i have made an effort to act in a way that she would approve of and i think she sees that i don't just do that around her um but i'd say a couple years ago she was worried about every little thing because I probably gave her reason to just because I was being like a nasty like teenage like okay. a stereotypical angsty teenager. <laughs> yeah, and so she was worried. Like she would, she wouldn't have a problem with me going out like to cast parties after our plays or something. But she, if I didn't text her or I wasn't letting her know who I was with, like she would harp on that. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Like. Yes. Just this, like my biggest, my mom's biggest thing is just let it, always letting her know where I am, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's not like a problem. Like if I'm like where I'm going, as long as I tell her. And do you think that's irritating? I I like it's it's kind of irritating to me, but then I realize like from a parent's perspective, like I'll bring back my little sister. But there was one time where she just didn't let me know, and I was super worried, and I was like, that's what my mom feels like. Yeah. So now I go out of my way to do it. And, and the and the point I'm trying to get to is like this is the slow fade, you know. This is the beginning of the slow fade, and this is what parents are like, sort of always aware of is what little things can lead to. Um, even little things like, well, who are you hanging out with? Well, why are you hanging out with that person? Well, that person isn't going to be, you know. And and I think that's why um, I know that's why I, I as a parent know that that's why we harp on our kids about the little things because they can so often lead to bigger things so along those lines what are some of those little sins or little things that seem innocent enough but can lead 
to bigger things, to bigger problems. I think lying is a big one. We've talked about that some. But um, I think going back to parents, like not listening to them just out of the, just out of spite. I think a lot of teenagers do that. Just your parent says to be home by 11. Oh, I'm going to show up at 11.03. (laughs) (laughs) You rebel. Yeah. But like, I think that's one thing that people do or just um, hanging out with people who you know aren't going to be good people to hang out with because that's, I think, the easiest way to get in way over your head. Yeah. What about anything to add to that, Matthew or Joey? Little things. Yeah. I would just say like that snowball effect that we're not always aware of. Like uh, one time my mom bought this cheese and it did not smell good at all, but I told her it smelled good because like she really liked it. Wait, was it from Gethsemane? Yeah. Okay, that cheese smells so bad. And then she made lasagna with it, and like we couldn't get the smell out for a while. But uh, I think I think your that's... mom is going to be so mad at you after she listens. To <laughs> I was going to say I think that story though I think it stands that like we we don't are we aren't always aware of the snowball effect. Yeah. But as you said, that slow fade and that it definitely it like kind of fades. And next thing you know, stinky cheese is lasagna and. <laughs> <laughs> In your house. The next thing you know, steak and cheese is lasagna. Next thing you know. I'm going to use that phrase from now on. Uh, <laughs> so can you top that, Joey? No, I can't. <laughs> okay. Just everything we've talked about. Okay. <laughs> um, what are some of the signs that someone might be taking the road to the slow fade? Um, I think you can tell by... I think in the case of teenagers, they things like just not communicating as well or like if I'm a parent and suddenly my teenager becomes a little more secretive or like snarky. Okay. I mean, Mm. kids will get snarkier, at least in my case. I've probably gotten snarkier as I've grown up. But at the same time, like I was I don't argue with my mom and I was argumentative for a while when I was like probably not hanging out with the best people and i think my mom knew that things like that um definitely language um and it's obvious to when people are trying to hide something i think like especially teenagers we think we're really clever um but we're not what do you guys think anything to add no i I think katie hit the nail on the head when it comes to like just like the language and like if you got like a like a comeback for everything i think that's a pretty uh good sign that something's going on here's something to ponder i want your i want your um perspective on this there's another line in the song slow we're talking about slow fade by casting crowns um the journey from your mind to your hands is shorter than you think what does that mean um well we've talked about with what you see on tv what you um allow yourself to hear and take in um you know a lot of people you think if you hear a catchy song or if you're watching a funny movie and there's some stuff that you know isn't morally upright that you're viewing or hearing it they think it, it can't really affect the way you act that it's just you're just watching something funny or listening to a good song but um the it it happens quicker the the point where it starts to affect the way you live your life happens quicker than you think and the it actually does have an effect on your mind and um, who you are. So what are some tools that, that you have, Joey, or you, Matthew, or you, Katie? What are some tools you have as Catholic Christians to avoid that 
slow fade. Surrounding yourself with the right people. Um, I'm sure people have heard that a lot, but um, I know we have a really active youth group at our church, and the more involved, I've, and I've seen it with other people, if they're more involved, they're generally on a better, in a better like state of mind, in a better like place. I don't know the best way to phrase that, but like surrounding yourself with the right people and um, trying to be more faithful. Like it is uh goes it goes hand in hand and um if you try to practice your faith more you start to become it's harder to fade yeah the, the i made a small change i changed the background on my phone to picture of mary and uh sound, that sounds really small but like it, it has changed a lot and since i'm always on my phone it's kind of like a it's a good reminder that is an excellent idea. Yeah, I had a Bible mm-hmm. verse. Um, yeah, I had John ten ten as my background for very a while. good. All right, well, I want to leave time to play the song that we've been talking about. So we're going to go ahead and close with the prayer to Saint Michael because Saint Michael defends us in battle, and um, we're kind of always in spiritual battle. So, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Saint Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the malice and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all evil spirits who wander through the world for the ruin of souls. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. You've been listening to Raising Saints on AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt, and until next time, grow in grace, and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Bye now. Raising Saints is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt are available at stgabrielradio.com. Veni Sancti.